0: Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here with Ugo LeVadier. Welcome Ugi.
1: Hey, what's going on, Alex?
0: Well, right away, I want to say my prayers go out go out to Israel and the innocent people being caught up in this Israel Hamas war. It's it's just awful and we don't we don't talk about this stuff on our podcast, but it's hard to ignore. So, I just want to say prayers for all And that I stand with Israel and I feel like war shouldn't be happening at all in this world in 2023, including Russia and Ukraine.
1: You're right. I mean, there's got to be ways to solve these, you know, settle down, just talk and yeah, no commotion there. Come on.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel as professional tennis players, what we talked about the last podcast, part of the job is to travel and It was so interesting, I was looking at this The ATP has 60 events in 31 countries and one of those events, the Tel Aviv open was supposed to be happening soon and Novak Djokovic actually won this tournament a couple years ago. But obviously they have since canceled the event, Um, the WTA has 50 events and travels to 85 countries. So that's 109 countries that tennis players travel to all over the world. That's a lot of distance to cover in a year.
1: Sure. Wow. That's impressive right there. It
0: is impressive. And I feel that as players, we travel so much. And I know there's been a lot of talk about the ATP and the WTA tours combining the organizations. And, you know, it's always the men versus the women. And. I know Djokovic is trying to get an all-players tour and he has he has included the women. In the beginning, I'm not sure if he was, but yeah. he has now welcomed them in. But I really feel like now's the time to combine the women's and the men's side. And we saw this year's U.S. Open. You had 800,000 people in the main draw come watch, mm-hmm. 200,000 in fan week, maybe even more than that. And it just shows that People want to see both the men and women
1: play. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, And I just, you know, we need a commissioner. Like the NFL has a commissioner. Tennis needs a commissioner, Oogie.
1: And you're right. There's got to be somebody that just unites everything and think about for both sides, both tours. It would be beneficial, I think. You're right. Right there. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah i, I really i really think it would be good well let's get into some tennis oogie Layla yeah. fernandez your canadian girl won an event in hong kong
1: that's right I'm really happy for her it's been a while since she won so she was super smiling she's always smiling but she was very happy today that she won that title so yeah good job i mean it's just it's it's good to see her you know get yeah, it's back nice there. to
0: see her get a win and i know she struggled the last year and a half maybe two years Um, since she's gotten to the finals of the U.S. Open and it's it's tough to learn how to play full-time on the tour after you make such a big splash I know this (laughs) you've been with me when I tried to figure out how to be a player and Mm -hmm. not get injured and you know figure out the ways of the tour and your game style and how it works and so it's just nice to see her win and A lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today kind of goes into, I'm sure Layla has been through some of this uh, mental toughness and being down and how to get out of it and how to have good self-esteem and teamwork and how to work with your team and get back to win a tournament. So congratulations to her.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's a a good win for her and her team. And uh, that's exactly it. She has to figure out a way to keep. You know, keep winning every week because you get on tour, you know, nobody knows you. They don't know your game really. And then suddenly you have to beat everybody week in, week out. And that's what's tough about it because she was so high when she came a couple of years at the US Open and nobody really knew how to play her. Okay, is she a pusher? Is she a baseliner? Is she coming to the net or what's going on? And then suddenly you see her on TV and everybody sees her and then you get to play her and then you're like, okay, analyze the game. Uh, Okay, her serve and So then, and then they start to know her game,
0: and she's small and she's lefty. So she seems to have figured it out this week at least. So she ends 2023 on a high note. I don't know if she's playing anything else, but well done. I know Pagula won in Seoul, Mm -hmm. and Zhang won in Zhangzhou. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're saying it correctly. I hope I am. And (laughs) Shanghai. Herbie Herkach. He beat Rublev. So he won. But guess who got to come to the Shanghai, or actually, guess who Shanghai got to welcome at the Rolex Masters? The big news Roger Hmm. Federer.
1: He was there, huh?
0: Yeah, he made an appearance. He kind of looked like James Bond with his aviator (laughs) glasses and he had a really cool blue shirt on and jeans. He just looks super cool. Like hanging, I'm hanging out in Shanghai with Rolex because I'm Roger. (laughs)
1: That's right. He's sponsored by Rolex for so long. So, and then Uniqlo, you know, it's, you know, it's really close. Of course, his big sponsor. Uh, yeah, he's been Making there. Making the
0: rounds in Asia.
1: That's right. And there was a huge LPGA event as well on uh, on, on tour for golf for women. So yeah, they're so- an American lady, a young woman, won as well. well that's so. great yeah she she first tour win so for her it was she was super happy wow, Everybody super and cool. she said she was inspired by tennis because she saw tennis and she was watching the whole week the shanghai tournament and she was on site so pretty cool that those two worlds collide and you know help each other because those two sports are related a little bit yeah you know? they are and, and they're sport. both
0: individual and the yep. women's finals are coming up in cancun not a bad place to go right Um, especially later
1: on this year yeah (laughs)
0: exactly I know Sabalenka, Goff, Sviantik, Rybakina and Jabir are already qualified in and we're waiting for three more and the men are going to be in Saudi Arabia very interesting Ugi Mm. and I heard that there's rumors Larry Ellison might be talking about selling Indian wells to the Saudis
1: Ooh, that would be a lot of a lot of big, big news there. And of course, the last year was the Golf League, the Live Tour, uh, yep. you know, Golf. That was a whole mo- big then,
0: controversy thing.
1: Yeah. And then soccer, you know, with Ronaldo, they signed Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. So, so lot now of they, they want to get that,
0: tennis that and part of
1: the world. And they're, yeah, they're, they are can buy, you know, people and they have tons of money like to
0: do it. All right. So I have a great idea. Uh, we just watching Roger Federer over in Shanghai and the amount of adoration he got and Everybody loves him, right? Why don't, yeah. he could be the commissioner of tennis.
1: You know what? That's, right? that would be a great idea. Let's, elect, know, for let's sure. elect
0: Roger Federer.
1: Okay. Let's do it right now. Let's okay. like, like we have a power over something. <laughs> let's just,
0: elect I don't know him. if Novak yeah. would be happy about that, but I'm, fa- I'm sure I, you would. He might, sure you, he might maybe, you know, maybe. Novak's still like trying to win grand slam. So he could be like, okay, yeah. Roger for 10 years and then he could go in.
1: <laughs> That's right. Oh, it would be awesome because, I mean, Federer is the type of person that really unites people. So for yes. sure, it would be awesome. But be I'm not sure he idea. would say yes because his time is, you know, pretty very valuable yeah, right now. He's but he's
0: got a lot of stuff in his corner and a lot of companies to run and sponsorships. <laughs> I'm sure he's way too busy to think about being a commissioner for tennis. But you never know. You never
1: know. You never know. And then maybe you know by talking to him, maybe him personally. Maybe is not going to say yes, but maybe he knows somebody that would be very, you know, appropriate for that matter. Yeah, so, so we'll know.
0: see, although we'd have to get the WTA and ATP to decide to combine, which probably will never happen, Ugi.
1: Mm, yeah, you could actually have a woman and a man do it.
0: You could have both, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. In a perfect could... world. That's right, yeah.
0: All right, so before we get into the ball is in Oogie's court i want to talk about my topic today yeah why you should teach your kid to play tennis
1: oh that's a great one
0: is not a good to- topic
1: a great topic as well because okay. everybody well, who has kids listening to our podcast should teach tennis
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> so their kids yes i i feel like them. tennis yeah. is tennis is a life skill that can be used until you're 105 right you could use from five years old to 105 it teaches you self-esteem teamwork listening Mm -hmm. skills problem solving and focus Mm -hmm. and a lot of other things sportsmanship uh, how to recover after a loss but i was thinking about this because on saturday My Mm -hmm. student called me on the court, and I I answered on my Apple Watch. I don't like to do it, but I knew she was playing in her tournament, and it was a level seven. And this is the student that didn't want to play tournaments and was scared. Oh, yeah, okay. And before that, she didn't want to move her feet and was crying. And it's like it's been a she's been like a caterpillar into a butterfly. The transformation. Wow. She's and now tournaments now. Look at that. She's playing tournaments and she loves it. And she's smiling <laughs> and moving her feet. It's like she's a different kid. So nice. she called me and she goes. I won my first level seven tournament. Oh, wow. And I she went, you. she won the whole thing and she was so excited. And she goes, Thank you so much for coaching me. And <laughs> I went, Oh, you're welcome. I said, But Emerson, I'm going to say her name, Emerson, you won the tournament. I didn't win for you. Mm-hmm. But she was so appreciative because she knows that I put in the work with her to help her build her right. self esteem yeah. and help her listen and help her figure out the problem solving on a court which helps Mm. you in school right so the number one thing i feel like when you put your child in tennis okay there's a lot of things that professional tennis players if they have a child would say like no way i'm not putting them in tennis but we're not going to go into the dark side of tennis we're going to go into (laughs) the important growth side of tennis building yeah, for sure. skills for your life so oh, i the, mean, yeah. the self-esteem oogie i feel like is the number one thing mm-hmm. and i know you could argue this with every sport but i feel like in tennis if you have self-esteem from the get-go you're ahead of the game if you yeah. don't and you have a coach that can help you build your confidence in yourself it's going to really help you because you have to be out there by yourself. You're on an island against Mm -hmm. an opponent and you got to figure out how to win a match. And you got to figure out, okay, if I'm not having a great day, how do I make Mm -hmm. myself happy to move my feet and trick myself to start playing better?
1: There's so many variables. You're right. It's amazing.
0: And then you have to have the confidence to call the ball out. Some kids don't say, they don't like to call it out, even though it's Mm -hmm. out. Maybe you have to teach a couple of my students. I had to teach them to actually say out because they wouldn't say it and they just were very quiet. Or how about um, pumping yourself up? Or when you get down on yourself, how do you recover? And that's all self-esteem. And, you know, that's the skill for especially young kids through teenagers and, what they've all been through COVID and t- through school. And, you know, it's kind of all encompassing. Yeah,
1: you're right. I mean, there's so many skills that you will learn with tennis.
0: Yeah, and you're so just self-esteem, Oogie. About- yeah. what I tell my kids is you have to be confident in yourself that mm-hmm. you can do what I'm coaching you to do. And so yeah. to get them to believe that is hard, but you just have to be really stubborn and you have to keep like telling them every day. And then mm-hmm. it's so funny because after a couple of months, you actually see them feel more confident.
1: Yeah, there you go. You have influenced them so much that they start to change and they start to believe it. And now they're going to be yeah, a beacon in their think own that-
0: life. And then listening skills, that's a good one. Obviously, in school, they have to learn to listen. But then on the court, you can get some people that just don't want to listen. And then you got to figure out how are they going to listen and Mm -hmm. how are you going to get the child or the teenager, teenagers, I have to say. Now, you have kids. I don't have kids. So this is like all (laughs) new to me. So I'm like, how do you get the teenager to actually get up from a break and listen to you to go? Oh, that's tough. still tough for me <laughs> sometimes it is. sometimes they'll be sitting down and taking a break a couple of them and i'll just go sit down and i'll be like okay i'm ready what are you hmm. doing and they're like right. i need like three more minutes so then sometimes you have to give them a break but other times you just have to like kick Push them in them the butt, and- figuratively yeah. not literally and say like let's go
1: oh yeah yeah you have to because I mean, you know, Tristan is like that sometimes. He's you know, a teenager, so sometimes I'm opening the door, see if he's working out or studying, but nope, he's on his bed just chilling. On what are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> I mean, you're chilling. Chill two minutes, but then do something. Come on, please.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have and to then motivate them a little bit. Problem solving. You're the best at this with strategy, right? So yep. problem solving. Tennis is... A lot of problem solving, right? For
1: sure, all the time. Yeah,
0: you got to figure out what shot to hit, how much spin to hit, how to bend your knees, how to move your feet, how to get placement. I have a couple new students and I kind of go through it one by one and I don't feel they've had coaches like me. So they look at me and they're like, whoa, this is like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, well, you got to split step and then you have to turn and then you have to get under the ball yeah. and then you have to get in position and it's yeah. like when you teach the serve there's so much going on for sure. and that there's so many problems you have to fix in the beginning with this serve it's a lot and then oh, it is the student yeah. has to be able to assess mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting because you really have to use your brain you can't be dumb and play tennis that's for sure
1: oh you have to You have to be smart because you have to think all the time because you're saying exactly it that you have to feel and and be able to progress about yourself, your game. So learn how to serve, learn how to move, learn how to, you know, hitting points and all this stuff. And then at the same time, you have to look on the other side of the net and adjust your game against somebody.
0: Yes. Oh wow.
1: And so now you've put a component of Yeah, that's the hard who you're playing
0: beginners or intermediate to think about the other side of the net
1: for sure i mean i've got students even this week again that says i'm like what's your target when you serve i mean and and the lady says the box i'm like that's too that's too big <laughs> that's <laughs> and too you can't bu- go that's for the too box
0: broad you can't go for the it's box too, yeah it's too you, have, you have to it's, have a spot
1: yeah you have to have a spot because once you have a spot then." Even if you're not having your spot all the time, of course, we know that, but you need a spot precise because then you'll be able to go, okay, I'm going to play more on this guy's backhand or this woman's forehand. And then then you yep. can control and see what strategy you want to do. But if you're just aiming for the box, it's not going to happen. No, <laughs> it's and gonna that's go somewhere, but... <laughs>
0: perfect because that leads me right into my last one, focus. Oh, How do you it. get focus. Okay. You start out like 30 minutes of focus is hard, right? So mm-hmm. you're visualizing when I used to do visualization with, uh, Mike Gervais, the great sports psychiatrist that helped me through my shoulder. He's sorry, psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got me to do two minutes. I had to do two minutes of visualization, close my eyes and not have anything come into my brain. Hmm. Okay, that's really hard to do.
1: That, that's tough to do.
0: And so we was he started seen, out. Was at he like saying stuff seconds. at the same
1: time to throw you off, or no? It was like no, no, no.
0: I had to be okay. alone. Like close my eyes and set a timer. This is when I go home. And mm-hmm. he said you won't even last ten seconds without something popping in your head. And wow. he said elite athletes can get to two minutes, but he said his elite fighter pilots could do six minutes e. to an hour
1: whoa no way
0: well in fighter pilots look i mean it's life or death you get shot down you die right so you better be able to visualize for an hour wow but the two to six minutes that was i built up to it but it's it's brain training so in tennis look visualization is great to do but how are you going to tell teenage kids to go home and do it right so you kind of have to do your drills and your patterns to get their focus and then have them write stuff down in notebooks mm-hmm. I had a whole conversation with another one of my students about, okay, we're writing this in the notebook, but you're taking it to your matches and you're not reading it. It's just sitting in your bag.
1: Okay, so let's do it for a purpose, please. Yeah. So <laughs> how about it. we
0: read our notebook? Yeah right. So, but yeah, no, so, it sounds silly, yeah. like a tennis notebook. I had one. We had our game plans.
1: Oh, for sure. But it and reminds you. You have to you... tell your student like that, that when he gets on the court, he has to take it out right away and put it on the bench. Yes. Because otherwise, it's going to yes. stay in the bag it's the whole time. It's just going to
0: stay in the bag. So you have yeah. to get trained and focused to actually remember to get your notebook out and read it.
1: Yeah. And you have to have one yourself, Alex. So when they don't see it, you show them the notebook. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it. Oh, I have then.
0: one notebook for my tournament player that plays a lot. She has, nice. a, I write all my notes in it. So she sees mm-hmm. me, right. But she's not very good at writing in her notebook either. And I, mm. she is 11. Okay. <laughs> but I've got an 11 and a 13 year old that are getting Fs in their notebooks right now. So I need to step it up.
1: Yeah. Hey, you might have to like give them stickers or something like a little, you know, something to yeah, get them going. Or
0: it's Halloween. So I have candy, which I don't Here eat candy. I'm not a big candy fan, but I know it's <laughs> Halloween and everybody loves yeah. candy. So I bring trick or treat candy out.
1: You're right. Hey, you know what? I bought exactly my candies today. So I bought like for a hundred bucks of candies for all the Perfect. kids. Perfect. Yeah, my yeah academy, in, So in
0: Canada, Halloween's a big deal too.
1: Yeah, it is. And then in two weeks, I mean, all my students on Saturdays and Wednesdays and all my lessons, I I'm gonna hide the candies behind the, the curtains of all the courts, and they get and they to tag, go. Get they it? tag team together, like two or three, and then they I say go, and then they start running all over the
0: place. Oh, I love it! That's find awesome. them, that's but they great. have to be like
1: they have to have a dress. They have to have a you know a Halloween costume. Yeah, otherwise they can't oh, participate. Yeah,
0: totally. You gotta wear. So a they costume. all do,
1: even if 13 or 14 year olds. I'm telling you, it's the best trick. They're gonna, they're gonna they have to dress. That's the yeah, I might it. do
0: that Tuesday Halloween. Well, I'm gonna be um, tennis Barbie. That's my costume.
1: Oh, you already have the pin in your head. I have. In your hair I have tonight. a hair
0: clip, but I've got an all pink ensemble, Oogie.
1: Ooh, look at that! I love it, and, and then, I and you know I what? like
0: it because Barbie can be all colors now of the rainbow,
1: it's all fitting all over the place. Right? Seriously, There's it's Barbie's all everywhere. Long. <laughs> You're right. And I the- I put cones on the court as well when the when you were together, you, you you hit serve on cones, but then I put candies under certain cones, not oh, all of them. I like So whenever that. they hit a cone, and then they're all happy and they go, "Oh, there's no candy oh, no on that candy. one." No candy. So Shoot. they,
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. I might do that. Put random candy. <laughs> Super under cones.
1: fun. Yeah, randomly. And that helps and then... them
0: focus on their spot.
1: Trust me, they're focused so much. They they love candy. So that candy.
0: Yeah, everybody loves uh, you candy, know under right? the cone. <laughs> Let's I, the I like trait. dark chocolate. I'm not a big candy person, but put some dark like seventy-two yeah. percent dark chocolate. Ooh, that, I'll hit the cone that. for that. All right. So Boom. then leading into the the number one thing I feel, and this is for everybody, is you have to believe in yourself that you can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's <gasps> important as a coach and as a player to instill that not only in myself, but to all the kids that I'm deciding to coach. That's so important to make them believe they can do it.
1: That's awesome. You're right. They need that, especially as teenagers. you kidding me? I mean, self-confidence is so important at that age. They're going through all kind of motions and yeah so yeah you play tennis No, so i guess Oogie,
0: now i just have to uh find a husband have a kid and put it in tennis <laughs> right <laughs> that's
1: clear plan right there see
0: clear plan there you go okay so moving on like taylor
1: swift and kelsey there you go uh, yeah cool. well
0: look hey they made it official but we will get to that later because <laughs> now it is the ball is in oogie's court so, Oogie, it it's your serve. I want yep. to hear what you have to say.
1: Hey, I'm going to serve a little bit in the same parallel, you know, universe as you were saying about the, uh, you know, what tennis is bringing to all the kids, and I mean it's great stuff. And then I'm going to translate that into more of a emotions on the court ATP WTA style. Uh, I love it. Yeah, because we noticed, of course, you know, with Leila winning and her cash and all these guys and girls and, you know, week in, week out. And and then I'm like, what do they do on the court? I mean, you can be either expressive on the court more, like Alcaraz, Nadal, and, you know, you go, come on. And then a lot of emotions through the match. Or you can be more the other side, which is more controlled, relaxed way, a little bit more like Federer, Ribakina, Felix Oj. A little bit more you know Mm -hmm. fritz tommy paul sometimes they're more like that they're more controlled over a match um and and that is really important as a player to know which type you are because you want to you want to play your best all the time and you need to be aware what your personality is because most of the time that's what it goes to yeah that's really
0: important right you got to know your personality off the court and on the court because sometimes you can have a personality off court that's different than on court
1: you're right. You're right. right. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, and, and
0: sometimes you have the same personality. Like yeah. I think Novakina probably has the same personality off and on.
1: you mm-hmm. You're right? right. I agree. Roger
0: Federer off court has a slightly different personality than he does on court.
1: Yeah, you're right. And, to and a certain same extent, with you have Novak to a
0: Djokovic, right? Oh yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah.
0: So I kind of felt else. like oh. I was off court. I was bubbly and happy and Mm -hmm. and then on court i was focused in out in the score and i was pretty i wasn't expressive after my shoulder i was more expressive but i think as a big power player we were discussing this Mm -hmm. i was like fist pump i wasn't really loud
1: Mm -hmm. you're right you're right and it goes with your personality as well because you want to be On the court, normally as much as possible, reflecting what you are off the court because that's how you feel great and that's how you're going to perform better. Uh, But then, to a certain extent, if you're a really, really nice person off the court, you can't be that again on the court because I know
0: it's hard. It was hard because you like you got to be, you know, you got to defeat people and you have to be tough. And Mm so, but then off the court, you want to be nice.
1: If that's so, the way you are, but most yeah. champions, I think they are like that. Most yeah. champions, they get to the top. I mean, they're really talented, of course, but I think they are really, really good person, not yes. 100%. I don't know 100% of people who are number one in the world, of course, but in any sports, whenever, you know, whenever somebody's really, really good and exceptional, I think they are good people because they, they have this great attitude about respecting the opponents, respecting the game, you know the the environment. They're you know they're really thankful of what's going on. Al Karaj is like that. I can yes. see that. Nadal is like that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can go on and on. But I think because they are, because they are like that, their personality on the court, it, you know, it, it elevates themselves.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. So, and also, yeah. you all, everybody that's a professional player or a junior player, you all have to work mentally on your mental game so that you mm-hmm. can go into your game face, have your yep. game face on, as soon as you walk on that court, like it's like a light switch. You're focused, yep. you you're ready, you have confidence, and you're gonna you're gonna execute your game plan and you're just you're gonna be a fighter out there.
1: That's right. Exactly. And that's how you shift your personality because exactly when whenever you were, you know, walking on the court, even then you kind of change your attitude a little bit. You can see it before the people step on the court whenever somebody's having the mic and just before they go in center court, let's say at U.S. Open, they go. I'm all happy about it, and they okay. This today's a good match. What's going to be? You know, what's your game plan? And yep. they say stuff, and they don't. They don't really say well, stuff. They just Usually, the stuff.
0: pre-match interviews, nobody gives up anything, and exactly. the players don't like them.
1: <laughs> it's true. I mean, how I feel, can you like them? Yeah. You're gonna they don't, play you have a
0: game face on, so you're never gonna get any info out of them. It's food. I could see both sides now, but I when I was playing, I'd be like, okay, yeah, pre-match, you, you know, it starts in the warm-up room, your pre-match, like your mm-hmm. game face goes on. Oh, yeah. Maybe 30, 20, 15 minutes before, maybe 30 minutes before when you're doing your warm-ups.
1: You have to be, because com- you're stepping on the court, like in two seconds. And, and even if really you're still... when,
0: when you wake up, that's when your game face goes on, really, to be honest, the night yeah. before... Okay. You go to bed, everything that morning you wake up, that's your game time. So you're getting prepared every step of the way. What time you yeah. wake up, what time you eat, what time you stretch, what time you do prehab, what time mm-hmm. you warm up. So <laughs> really it's, you could, You could know, you were with me on the tour and you yeah. played too. You, that day, you're a different person than on your day off.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, and some players are going to get like get to the site of, you know, the tennis site, then they, when they get off the the car into the tennis club, then that's when the game phase goes on a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, all individual. You, you wanna, yeah. You, you know, you can always stay a little chill, you know, before that, but once you get to, you know, the job, the office, and that's for for a tennis player, that's the tennis site, then whoops, then you know then you're you're focused because you know you're there to play a match get yep. ready you can't start you know saying you know sign autographs of course they give interviews but their their focus is there because they know that they have to be focused for for so long because a match is not 2 minutes it's not like a yeah, 100 meter high, race it's
0: high stress
1: no? yeah it's, gotta more, be ready. It's,
0: it's
1: even more than a marathon marathon yep. you know it's a couple of hours but then tennis match is three, four, five hours so it's a long time you have to be focused. And then at the end of the match, that's when you have to be more focused because that's when it happens. You know, yeah. so you're in fifth set or third set right, so for women. Oogie,
0: during yeah. a match, what are some of the things that you do if you happen to get unfocused or you lose concentration, which always happens, or you have ups and downs? So give me a mm-hmm. couple things. I know you have some written down, some tips. Give me some Yeah, tips. for
1: sure. I mean, for sure. And and you have to be ready. Expect the unexpected. That's the first thing you have to be. I think to add to your notes of why would your why would you like you know anybody listening to us? Why would would you have your kid play tennis? And I think for me the number one thing is of course you know being you know being body fit and having a group of friends and and tennis is going to bring to be able to to deal with adversity and the unexpected because in tennis, it happens all the time. You're by yourself on the court, like you said earlier, and you have to adjust. And we hear from, you know, from time to time, a player is going to say that into the interview because it's true. You have to adjust through the whole match. Whoever adjusts best normally wins because normally you're kind of equal on court, you know, and those pros, anybody can beat anybody pretty much. So whenever you get into the top 100, anybody can beat anybody on a given day and it's who adjusted better so and, give me some and,
0: adjustments that you would see in a match
1: well i mean on on the pros level of course like they, have, just they have like to adjust in a lot their of things. body
0: and yeah but if you're seeing if you're watching a match right and somebody's mm-hmm. playing not the way they should be what are they going to do are they going to move around more are they going to shadow swing are they going to take yeah. breaths Are they going to start grunting? Because sometimes we see players don't grunt and then all of a sudden they start grunting.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you said, I mean... All these things, of course, obviously. And then I think the flow of the match is going to be influenced as well. I mean, if you're ahead, you want to play a little bit quicker. If you're down, you're going to slow the tempo down. You're going to maybe go to the bathroom, a lot less the now. The dreaded that bathroom be. break. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've seen it. And, we, you know, a lot of people have done that, to slow down. And when, before you lose, you know, you just lost a set. And we talk about Tsitsipas and Djokovic a couple of years back. And they took a lot of time in between sets and they have to change clothes and, you know, I mean, yes, but they've, you know, in a year ago, they've installed a rule that you have to be within, you know, eight minutes back, seven minutes back to the court, that five minutes. Uh, okay. We're going to give you five minutes to go to the, yep. the you change yourself your clothes. And then we're giving you the two minutes bec- in between sets. So now you have seven minutes. So that's been installed, you know, 2022. So uh, that's good. But then you have to, you know, be able to judge the flow uh, you know, kind of what kind of points you want to play as well. Because if you're down, then you want to play maybe longer points. You know, your opponent is more on fire. Raise so the height you on your
0: ball, maybe. Yeah,
1: exactly. Aim higher than the third window above the net. Just go up there and just play points longer. Take or more maybe time you're getting points. pushed
0: on the baseline. You need to move forward. There's so That's many right. different things.
1: That's right. You need to be inside those four game styles. You know, let's say I'm going to push a ball. You know, I'm going to control the point a little bit by coming to the net more or boom, booming baselines or just place my shots a little bit, maybe some drop shots. So th- that's the type of, you know, adjustments you have to make during a match. So you have to analyze how am I losing these points and then suddenly make change and then see if that works. And if that works, then your plan B is a good solution. And then maybe the, the opponent is going to come with a plan C. Yeah. So to, trying to counterpunch that. And that's the game of chest. You know, it's and a lot I of times feel like a lot
0: of times it starts with the movement and your footwork.
1: Mm, you're so. right. It's so crucial right now. I mean, the footwork is just so important right now. The best movers on the court are top top one, top two in the world. That's just that simple. You know, yeah. Shiantek so is such a great mover. A lot of times if you get for the guys down
0: so. or you stop moving you got to realize, oh, I stopped moving. I'm on my back foot. Like, let's move around. Let's get back in position.
1: You're right. You're gonna see people jump around on the court a little bit more, and that's the energy. You have to feel it across the TV. You see yeah. it, you know, on the other side of the TV. Whenever you're commentating your your matches, the championships, and then as a fan, you see it. You see the oh, okay, maybe that match is gonna come around because now the crowd's getting into it, and you see the player moving around a little bit more, the body language. And see, know, I
0: feel the- like if people watch tennis like this way, the regular lay person that just puts on tennis. If you look for these little intricacies that players do, it becomes more fun to watch.
1: Oh, for sure. You're right. I mean, so much because, and that's why I invented a TV show for Dennis. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to
0: see that, Ugi. How's that going, by
1: the way? Uh, It's going to be coming up February 19th. Very exciting. February 19th. Yeah, we've we've shot a couple of uh, episodes already, and then there's some more, and that's why I needed to put that in there because there's got there's so much more than just watching the match on TV. There's got it we have to, you know, you know, we have to give some explications uh, about that, what's going on, what's going on in their player's head, uh the stuff they did the day before, the day, the day of the match as well, the preparation and whatever solutions they have, all that stuff can be yeah, I
0: love it. Be, uh, I can't yeah, wait it's gonna to be see exciting. it. All right. Yeah. So, that was great. Thank you Oogie. I love the ball is in your court. That was really hey, good stuff.
1: It's good stuff because you're there as well because you have the experience of a player and, you know, together I think yeah. it's yeah, it's great stuff. We have a good rally there, huh? We exchange That was a very know.
0: good rally and you serve yep. first and now so I'm going to get the serve back and just go into not serving or tennis. We got to talk about the writer's strike ended.
1: You know, mm. little
0: entertainment here. And SNL Saturday Night Live debuted last night, That's right. and guess what? Welcome to New York, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey made cameos on SNL. <laughs> there what you do go. You know? It's this the hottest thing right
1: now in the states. The right?
0: hottest thing in the states. It's <laughs> internet is going crazy. I-, I feel like poor the musical guest who's like mm-hmm. really popular right now ice spice she even has a commercial with ben affleck for dunkin donuts okay Okay. that that came out a couple months ago anyway she's a rapper so Mm -hmm. that's her debut on snl right taylor Swift introduces her she kind of upstaged ice spice
1: no doubt (laughs) yeah
0: and then they sure they did a fun football thing with the fox nfl commentators the guys that do sunday football in the morning yeah. and they had all the comedians be them and then travis kelsey came in so that was fun <laughs> so That's they're nice yeah i mean travis kelsey's having quite the weekend he went from there to the after party to taylor swift's apartment to leaving the next morning from her Jeez. apartment to going Ooh. to the jets game against the eagles to watch his brother who the jets beat the eagles
1: yeah what's going on there it's huge upset i don't I mean, know the, the eagles were supposed to win that and 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 you know keep being undefeated yeah but so, then boom they just yeah, won
0: he won so, i mean they won and so <laughs> it just everyone's saying well maybe they're dating i feel like that's the official launch pad if you go to new york for a three-day little holiday show up on yeah. an S- snl go to some after parties you're dating
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, just by being together after the big reveal a couple of weeks ago, then they're yeah, still talking it's about it. Carrying and on, they're for so sure. Yeah, they're together. So there we go. It keeps
0: going, Oogie. So good. When's on the them. wedding
1: coming up? When's the wedding? Are they announcing the date?
0: I don't know. Maybe let's see. Usher's doing this Super Bowl. So then the next Super Bowl, Taylor Swift will do it. And then maybe they'll get married. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Go.
1: Yeah. But then the family's already met. Everybody's happy. There you yeah, that.
0: yeah, exactly. And sad for me, poor Deion Sanders and Colorado Buffs. They were up hey, twenty nine points against Stanford, and they, they were lost. Up? Yes, they were up.
1: No way! Like By twenty nine
0: it was like twenty nine to three, or t- and they lost forty six to forty three.
1: Oh wow, that's now, a, that's a tough good loss. Good right job, there.
0: Stanford. But come on, what's going on here? <laughs>
1: You're like, but Come you know on, what? Know.
0: They have a lot of endorsements, so they're making money, but they need to figure out how to win a couple more games. I'm
1: sure he was pretty upset about that because I mean it's okay, we're college, you know, so they're less experienced players, of course, yes, exactly. than not pros. And, yeah, and they're so, not, you know, they're
0: maybe not right quite ready for prime time stage that Deion Sanders is giving them. That's right. And they just need to find their way. I'm still supportive. And I oh, still think sure. it's great that he's the coach. He's instilling them lots of life lessons. We went over yeah. life lessons today. Mm-hmm. Well, Deion Sanders is giving that to his team every single day.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, these players, they're humongous you know, steps. And you know, some of them are freshmen. So yeah. they'll be back next year and the year after. They will
0: be. And I'm very excited the writer's strike is over now. The actor's strike is not over. So we still won't see actors at movie premieres, meaning... Taylor Swift's movie is making a lot of money and then Beyonce's is going to make a lot of money and they're allowed to go to their premieres because they're musical artists. Hopefully the actors will follow up soon since now the writers are back.
1: Why is the strike going on? I mean, what's the, Oh,
0: well, a lot has to do with AI and the SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild. Um, they have a lot of things that need to be fixed that are old school, mm. and the actors are yeah. banding together, and it's all for a good cause to help yeah. fellow actors that don't make millions of money at the box office. You know, okay, like the journeyman actors. A little, bit more, like, actors. Yeah. A little yeah. bit more
1: like the the ATP and WTA tour should yeah, somehow we, we don't have come a up with like top three hundred player will be able to make a living. Exactly,
0: it'd be nice. Wow, if that would we be had great. A, Yeah, a tennis players' guild. That's what the actors yeah. have, and. All the top actors are standing together and working it out. So hopefully they work it out soon. But yeah. sad note on that side, though, one of our iconic actresses from the 1970s, and I know you know her from Three's Company, Oogie, Suzanne oh, yeah, died today. She was That's right. one day shy of her 77th birthday, <laughs> and she had been fighting breast cancer for 25 years. And so oh, wow. rest in Whoa. peace, Suzanne Summers. I used to yeah. watch Three's Company with my mom. I loved her. She was just so fun.
1: Oh, yeah. She was always smiling. I mean, she she must have had a great attitude. And
0: Yeah, so that was sad to lose an iconic lady of the 70s like that. It's and, the third
1: person, you know. Yeah. Every week for the last two weeks, S- I we've told about you it's another one. So, and,
0: and then we have, actress. you know, it's it's a tough week this week, Oogie, and it's why it's fun to do this podcast because it's fun to talk about tennis and pop mm-hmm. culture and some movies, and it just takes away the heaviness of what the world is going through right now. So,
1: yeah, thank right. you
0: for being my partner in crime there, and I'm going to give you the quote of the day.
1: Yeah. And then people from Australia and Great Britain, they can uh, podcast ourselves up again. There yes, we go.
0: hopefully. Okay. So I'm going with passion sits in your heart and it's within you.
1: Ooh. That's a good oh, one. What's it.
0: Right? It's,
1: it's within you.
0: Okay. So I feel like they were meant to meet and date because guess who said this? I don't know. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> no way so
1: he said that
0: is this gonna be a new taylor Swift song
1: for sure there's <laughs> gotta be he's
0: for sure gonna find this way into a lyric if they stay together
1: oh there's there's gotta be i mean what is he a poet what was he i don't
0: know that's pretty good for a tight end right yeah that's
1: what i was gonna say i mean for a big guy like that yeah wow. I,
0: I guess he's got some poetic passion in him oogie
1: hey he made her a bracelet here we go
0: he sure did so he's got the right ideas well this was a lot of fun thank you for joining me this has been serving aces conversations with alexander stevenson if you like us follow us on apple leave at alexander stevenson at apple podcasts send us a like or some comments at and we will see you next week
1: that's right see you guys next week